So mental health is a topic that most of us are familiar with. But it's just an umbrella term that we frequently mention without actually knowing its intricate details. Do you know about what it takes to be in the field of therapy? The value of being vulnerable and open? This episode has various meaningful chunks related to the present state of mental health in the country. Yes, you've landed right. The Tranquility Show, aka The Tranquility Quotient, is very happy to have its first guest, Sadhvi Raju, counsellor and psychotherapist, currently working at Medall Healthcare Private Limited. She did her master's in clinical psychology at the University of Bath, UK. She was a part of psychometric research team that worked on the relationship between OCD and mental contamination. She was recently working at the NHS in London. Very keen on the idea of destigmatizing mental health and making mental health services easily available to the public. I'm sure that this episode will be an eye-opener for your unanswered thoughts about therapy and its vitality. Keep listening till the end for an entertaining segment. Enjoy yourselves. Welcome, Sadhvi. Here is the first guest of the Tranquility Show. How are you doing? Hello, Asandra. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm doing great. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing fine. Thank you. So, happy Mental Awareness Month. Yes, happy Mental Awareness Month to you too and to everybody who's uh, listening. Yes. So, how's your mental health today? Uh, uh, it's good. Um, uh, all good. It's clear. Mm, and okay. yes, it's great. So, for my first question to you is like, can you tell about your real experiences with mental health like one experience where you felt really good and one experience that you felt kind of challenged um so i i i haven't personally dealt with uh, any experiences per se mental health experiences but i've dealt with quite a few professionally and okay. um all of them are uh, challenging in its own ways and everything is good so i ca- it's very hard for me to differentiate between a good um, experience and a bad one because experience is experience and at the very end of the day or uh, end of the session at least i learned so much from uh, the client and what they share the experiences um so yeah so i've um so it's very hard for me to differentiate between a good experience and a challenging one because it's all good and it's all challenging in its own ways but at the end of the day i think i just learn a lot so okay yeah that's learning experience is the best yeah so Definitely. you told me that you have studied a lot about this psychometric test so yeah. what is it in simple terms what is a psychometric test so psychometric tests are um, so it's all about reliability and validity of the scales and uh, so this reliability and validity is used to measure any mental health concerns so say we have uh, depression scales anxiety scales trauma scales so it is only through the process of psychometric tests that we know if the scale is reliable enough to to be reused and okay. uh, if you know the validation of the scale so only through this can we know the value of the research so it's like a tool to measure the value of the scale okay so yeah. that's nice so yes. uh, and you told me that you studied in uk so uh, how is the perception of mental health in the uk how is the atmosphere over there and especially how is the indian food over there did you ever miss <laughs> indian food so yes i definitely did but answering your first question about the perception of mental health in the uk um so as far as i know people are, are a lot more open about mental health there 
so they know what mental health is and the importance of mental health so unlike here it's not a much it's not much of a taboo there so mm. people are more you know uh, comfortable talking about mental health and they're very open about it and uh, you know open to discussion or uh, any mental health issue any of their concerns are very open to talking about it so mm. i recently read an article where um, in india the mental health workforce stands at 7000 when in reality there needs to be a minimum of 55000 okay so which is actually very sad so there is a huge huge lot of difference when compared to the uk and yeah. uh, also that there are not many universities in india that offer psychology and many are really taking in male students Hmm. So there is a lot of stigma around mental health when it comes to India but I think in the UK it's a lot more open they're more um you know comfortable and uh, like I said it's it's not a taboo there so there are no stigmas or you know stereotypes that follow mental health and uh, yeah so this is not the same case in the UK um also in India um psychologists are offered very little salary hmm yeah. so the main reason that people would you know um not many people are okay seeing a therapist is because they're scared that they would be labeled mental mm-hmm. or you know something is wrong with them mentally wrong with them which is not right so yes. it can also be because of how much people are educated based on mental health or the knowledge they have yeah so there there needs to be a great deal of educating psychoeducating people about mental health itself hmm so i think only then can we you know um make india a lot more mental health friendly yeah definitely and um answering your second question about missing indian food i definitely missed indian food there <laughs> uh born and brought up in uh, india uh indian food runs in my blood um like you know if i could say that so um at the end i just learned how to cook so okay. um, i learned how to cook south indian food north indian food that i mostly eat mm. um so yeah so it was very difficult to get indian food there but uh, well i learned how to cook so nice. positive so uh, most of us now use the term ocd to silly actions that we do for example even i knew what it actually meant uh, mm-hmm. if i see a person who is washing their hands or setting things in a particular order all the time then yeah. i tell them that you have ocd why do you have ocd so uh, do people with ocd really get offended with that like how do you find that you have ocd and uh, just because i wash my hands frequently doesn't does it mean that i have ocd okay so let's break this down so ocd is uh, characterized by unreasonable thoughts and fears which can lead to compulsion so there are different kinds of obsession i can have uh, uh, it can be cleaning obsession or anything mm-hmm. like that so and this will result in compulsive behavior so if i find something dirty i will end up cleaning it or okay. um i will end up checking something over and over again or i will mm-hmm. um keep stuff in a particular order so it's it can be anything and ocd often centers around germs or the need to arrange something in a particular manner so that's why we very casually just say that you know hey you have ocd or what but in reality ocd is very very serious okay and uh, a person with ocd can have other sort of 
you know comorbidities or other issues like anxiety so when you're when you're not able to set something right you'll have mm. uh, so you'll you'll feel really anxious but in reality when we want something to be in a particular order or we want something to be a particular way it just means yeah we are fastidious hmm okay it's, it's that's not, the right it, term that is the right term because ocd is extremely serious so you so mm. let me put this into basic terms if somebody has a terrible stomach ache you can't mm. just say hey you have stomach cancer no the person will obviously get scared and offended at the same time like a person who has stomach cancer will get offended because only they yeah. will understand what they're going through yes so 100%. definitely it is not right to use the term ocd on a very casual basis so mm. instead we can say that you know we are fastidious i am fastidious i'd like things a certain way mm. but that doesn't mean it gives me any sort of you know anxious feelings or i don't get stressed or i don't have any any other symptoms of ocd mm. i just like it a certain way so i think people need to understand that ocd is a very serious condition and that yeah. it cannot be used you know very casually okay so for yeah. the listeners who are wondering why did i bring up this ocd question uh, so sadvi raju has specialized in learning about ocd and mental contamination and she has a lot more no- knowledge than us so uh, after hearing this podcast might be if you see some person who is arranging things you first have to ask them do you really have uh, like is it the normal thing that you're doing or do you have something that you have been diagnosed with yeah so uh my next question is like the same way just like that uh okay. so many people misquote depression in various terms yeah. uh so if a teacher comes into class and they say they see some person who's sitting sad they say why are you depressed so yeah. do you think that's the right term like what is the difference between depression anxiety and sadness So like we spoke about OCD being a serious issue depression is also an extremely serious mental health issue mm-hmm. and i again see a lot of people like you like we said a teacher or a parent or anybody for that matter they use the term depression on a very casual basis so it's not right and in mm-hmm. fact it's just that a person can just be feeling sad or low in mood yeah so it's as simple as that so that doesn't mean that you know i am depressed depression mm. is again an extremely serious um mental health issue where you're we're not when you're not feeling motivated to do your daily routine like even getting off your bed or taking a shower mm. so it's 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 that serious so you have no motivation you're in low mood completely low mood you're lethargic yeah. you have you might or might not have suicidal thoughts so it's it's a lot more serious than what meets the eye mm. and um like i said depression is extremely serious and anxious everybody and anybody can feel anxious from time to time hmm i feel anxious every time um i do something new or something a little different from my usual routine okay and by anxious i mean um you know i have i feel like i have rats running in my tummy i start sweating i feel nauseous so all of these are very common physical symptoms of you know feeling anxious but mm. if this causes a day to day distress where it affects your routine then anxiety is serious mm. yeah so that's when it gets a little overboard so anything that affects your day to day routine where you're not able to follow your usual 
chores that you do it means it is getting serious and you need to you know mm-hmm. think about it again say hey is this really bothering me yes so from time to time ask yourself that mm-hmm. you know if if it's just until the situation passes or is it constant so that yeah. is what anxiety is and being sad like we all know is just a temporary state of being everybody mm-hmm. can be sad Yes. With yes. the pandemic most of us are sad because we're not able to go out and meet our friends or be with our mm. family what whatever. But yeah. if this sadness is prolonged for a long time mm. which hinders your day-to-day routine then it can be you know it can lead to depression or anxiety or any other mental health issue. So it's all about how much it affects your day-to-day routine. Mm. And uh, like not I recently read it somewhere saying that uh, an article I guess so uh, I have this misconstrued notion that people with depression always find it really hard to wake up from bed so that's not the case right like depression can vary from even if you are really happy when you are with other people even with the surroundings if you really have something that's going on and if you talk to your therapist uh, you might be get treated for it I mean you might get treated for like saying that you've been diagnosed with clinical depression or things like that depression can yeah the way we seem depressive depression is not just being sad all the time the mm. person who is depressed can also have a uh, a different exterior yeah like okay. the way they carry themselves and it's very so it's not again it's it's a very subjective thing so different mm. people show different symptoms of depression but basis is almost the same okay it's still feeling sad low mood lethargic and all of that mm. for for over 2 weeks continuously is when it means that you know you need to seek professional help professional help yeah absolutely yeah. so uh, so just like this uh, they talk about the state of flow right when you are totally involved in some action Yeah. Uh, and you don't concentrate about anything other than that and you totally enjoy what you're doing so yeah. can flow be different for different people like some people say that uh, i'm not into meditation i don't journal but mm. i really like to cook i really like to go to the gym i really mm. like to work out so can that be different for different people definitely of course why not so it's absolutely subjective okay. i would like to do something that i like to calm me and distress me and this may mm. not be the same for another person yeah so like you said journaling meditation cooking anything for mm. that matter can can all be different ways to distress oneself mm. but yeah. it needn't be the same to all yes. like for like for example for me my way to distress distress is uh, i listen to music in full volume and sing along mm that's my way of de-stressing but okay. for for my friend it might be you know meditation or journaling or she'll just go on a drive or mm. it can be anything so anything that calms you and de-stresses you really as long possible. as it yeah as long as it helps you at the end of the day mm. so but yeah that doesn't mean that meditation is bad like you can also meditate but the other t- meditation yeah. is good meditation is yes. definitely good because it it sort of brings in a calm and you sa- mm. and you and you self analyze your thoughts and you flow practicing yeah. mindfulness yoga it's all, it's it's all great yes but yes. this can vary from person to person but it's it is good that we practice meditation 
and for people who are listening to this might think okay meditation i can't sit in a place closing my eyes for so long so yeah. the basic thing that they say in meditation is that you can sit you can close your eyes and you just have to be the observer of your thoughts doesn't mean exactly. that you can't have things that's coming inside because we are humans and that's natural so when you practice meditation for a certain period of time then you will get a hang over it and then you can control the amount of thoughts that's entering in your mind and that's Definitely. just the context yeah it's it's all about practice so meditation will take time hmm. you know for you to settle in and all of that but once you practice it it is it is absolutely a great source of uh, de-stressing yourself or yes. or even calm you hmm. so yeah meditation is great or even journaling just writing yes. down your feelings so that you're more aware of what you're feeling or yeah. your emotion so uh, it's great to journal uh, i mm. also journal sometimes but uh, mostly it's only through my laptop so i just start rapidly typing out what i feel at the moment virtual journaling virtual journaling through <laughs> laptop but it's only me who's seeing it so it's fine okay so i will i will type out my uh, emotions that i'm feeling right at that moment and mm. once i'm done i'll read it and i'll try to relate to why i'm feeling that way like what caused that feeling and mm. once i do okay. that i personally feel uh, immediately uh, you know i feel so much more better hmm and then i just take it off so that's how it works for me but like i said it's it's very subjective it can work hmm. in different ways for different people yeah definitely uh, yeah. so as we're talking about therapy uh, yeah. so people who are not ready to afford to therapy or they're not quite sure again like they're having second thoughts about it uh, so do you think that the apps can play a good role instead of therapy for people who can't afford or who are still not ready for therapy uh so i believe apps cannot really uh, you know play the role of a therapist hmm. because i feel that an app would only ask you certain questions about your well-being and would give you a diagnosis based on what you've answered so say if it's if it's like an mcq and it, and it asks you how, how are you feeling today hmm. i'm just going to say i'm feeling okay but that yeah. but but what falls behind the okay there's more to the i'm feeling okay yes. which an app or a gadget or anything for that matter will hmm. not really know because it's an app it's a force yes. yes and but there is a lot more to therapy than just that hmm going to a therapist is always better or in fact in my opinion it's the best hmm because a therapist would understand your concern and give you a tailor made treatment which i don't think an app would be you know would be able to do so yeah again, so let me relying on technology again exactly like we're already relying on technology it's very hard for us to just you know stay away from our phones even for an hour immediately mm-hmm. we have to come back you know it's, it's either uh, for anything somebody is going yeah. to call you or it's work related it's personal reasons you'll have to get back to your phone yes yes so at least for therapy for the longer run therapy would mm-hmm. definitely be a better solution than apps and breaking this down let me put it put this into simpler terms imagine experiencing a certain physical symptom like you know headache or nausea or an upset mm. uh, upset stomach or a muscle yeah. pain or anything 
Now, would you rather Google the symptoms and come to a conclusion, or would you actually go to a doctor and consult? Think about it. Yeah, it's it's as simple as that. Yeah, it's so right now we have to explain mental health, comparing it to physical health. It's mm. it's only when people start, you know, sort of thinking as to yeah, you know, maybe this is how it works, but this yes, is yes. not how it's supposed to be. Mental health should be out there, and you shouldn't feel ashamed to talk about it. Hundred mm, percent. Yeah, totally yeah. agree with you. Uh, yeah. So, um, like, how can a person reach out? to people that they trust like even though they know that okay these are my really deep friends i mean uh, deep close whatever you might call them so uh, how do they will they really get the permission like how can they go and reach out to them saying that see this is what i'm feeling so people who are generally uh, avoidant or dismissive who really don't express themselves that much uh, can they have a person who can do that to them see it is it is important that we all reach out and mm-hmm. ask for help when we are in a situation where you know we don't know what to do or we're feeling the certain way you're feeling so it is mm-hmm. important to reach out but it is equally important to check up on someone yeah definitely at least so here i'm thinking of parents because i feel parents are the closest to a being mm-hmm. an individual before you know uh, later on in life the parents are the most close closest to the uh, to their children yeah. and uh, because they've seen their children grow they would uh, they would know what they like and how they would behave in certain settings hmm. so i admit yeah. i just have to say that you know i hope the parents are comfortable with openly openly communicating with their children about yeah, anything that's really important yes So it's extremely important to openly communicate, be it your feelings or your emotions, mm. or even your child's emotions or anybody's emotions at home. Just be open in mm. talking about it because that is how you'll normalize the behavior. Definitely, and children and they learn a yeah. lot from parents. Definitely, definitely. So this is called um, so they so children they sometimes learn through modeling approach where mm. they look at their parents and they learn. so you needn't okay. sit and explain to a child that you know this is how you're supposed to do this is how you're supposed mm-hmm. to behave this is how you're supposed to eat but okay. just looking at their parents they'll definitely learn mm yes so you their parents also need to keep in mind that they're being watched 24 by 7 mm so openly communicating about mental health and being okay with you know not being okay is the first mm. step to normalizing mental health conversation so the more positive and open minded people are hmm. that's exactly how everybody around you would be yes and once you f- do that considering what you're feeling then definitely i think you'll be seeing people who are coming out i mean uh coming they're ready to reach up to you and then have a nice conversation with you so that you can feel better exactly so for that we need to constantly check up on our close friends and family mm. and for people who cannot reach out to their parents because of various other uh, reasons i'm mm. sure they'll have somebody who is very close to them who can help them out yes or if not just go and see go and see a therapist mm. i'm not saying that anybody else can take the place of a therapist mm. but initially for you to just open up and vent out 
just seek yes. you know just reach out and seek help but therapist is always the best option because we'll always give you a better perspective on your concern or whatever it is that's really good so you don't need to have any shame in saying that i am feeling this way uh i feel the world is crumbling so it's it's okay to feel all this and you can go definitely. to some person who you trust or to a ter- therapist if you feel definitely definitely it's okay to feel the way you feel especially during this pandemic we all are feeling so many emotions and we sometimes just bottle them up hmm. because we don't know what everybody is you know coping through everybody ha- is facing some sort of a challenge in their life but that yeah. doesn't mean we bottle up our emotions because at one time it's, it's going to burst open like a pressure cooker hmm. so it's it's better that we seek help immediately when we know that you know this is not going to work yeah definitely i'm not going to be able to do my usual routine just mm. just go seek help also i'd also like to say that you don't need to seek help or go meet a ther- therapist only when you are uh, only when you have some sort of a mental health concern or an mm. issue or anything like that yeah. you can meet a therapist anytime anytime yes even if you're feeling anytime. really happy bright it, it can be anything you do, if yeah. you want it's 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 just about you know making you feel better as a person mm. and giving you that perspective that you missed yes yeah so that's Definitely. also an important point i'd like to add yeah beautiful so uh, sadhvi we are leading to the last segment of the podcast so right. uh, can you tell like your hand picked recommendation of some feel good movies that you have recently watched or you feel like watching so i watched i watch a lot of regional film okay uh, mostly tamil hindi and a few malayalam movies here and mm. there okay uh, and definitely english too i mean english without mm. a doubt so um, i like anything that is funny where i just laugh the entire time or something <sighs> that uh, so it, it's like an extreme for me it's either i laugh a lot Hmm. or it needs to be a complete thriller where there are a lot of twists and turns and all of that okay so um since i said so many languages of hmm. uh, films i watch i will break it down so first is in tamil for me hmm. any crazy mohan movie would be my all time favorite yeah classic all time favorite classic ones absolutely yes. so i i'm very old school like that i watch a lot hmm. of old movies okay. any crazy mohan movie and uh, any man m- money that the movies as well mm. i can just sit and watch them the entire day and in hindi uh, there are lots of movies again uh, mm. at from the top of my mind i can think zindagi na milegi dobara wow that's a beautiful movie it absolutely uh, mm. dil chahta hai ye mm. jawani hai diwani sare wow, that's like i mean i think like zindagi <laughs> na milegi dobara and uh, ye jawani hai diwani is like when you watch it now you'll feel really jealous of the characters on screen because they get to travel manali and all yeah that's and we just now restricted but it's fine it's yeah. a really nice it's a beautiful movie and then i like all of uh, the golmal series because it's just brainless comedy <laughs> and yeah. i like gamal 3d it's so many mom films chapne tu ya jaane na Okay. and a lot of older films as well so um, these are the ones that i could think of and mm-hmm. english i like any james bond james uh, bond okay yeah and then i like uh, the intern i like the terminal i like shutter island split so mm-hmm. shutter island and split are 
a little serious psychological films but i think people need to watch it because it's yeah great. because after watching it you'll just go into deep thinking like you won't yeah. feel that the movie is ending you just don't want it to end exactly yeah. so um so these are not feel good films but it give you mm. it's like a great mind boggling film yeah. and uh, i i follow the marvel uh, movie series so okay it's like my absolute favorite definitely okay. friends series I watched mm. this reunion too. It was very hard. <laughs> it was trending all the, over social media. It was. I mean, yeah. I, I think it's worth the trend. Mm. And uh, suits. I like suits. I watched that when I am. Uh, okay. When I feel like watching anything, and so many other films. I think we'll run out of time if I keep just <laughs> talking about films. Yeah. So, uh, okay. So this is like this or that questions that I'd like okay. to ask you. So okay. the first is, uh, would you have the ability to fly or the ability to read minds? As you are a trainer in psychotherapy, I just wanted to ask you this question. Uh, definitely ability to fly because people already have a notion that we can read minds, which is not. <laughs> yeah. So I want to diffuse the myth here and say, hey guys, we can't read minds mm. for yeah. for breaking your uh, ideology on psychology. Mm. But we don't read minds, so I'd rather like to fly because I think for the amount of uh, traffic. not during the pandemic otherwise it means <laughs> yeah so uh, are you the person who goes on a spontaneous trip or a planned one like proper organized one uh it depends so if i'm with my friends i'd prefer a spontaneous trip hmm if i'm with my family then it would be a planned organized trip beautiful it was great having you sadvi on the podcast thank you so much for being on the tranquility show Thank you so much for having me Vasudha it was a great session uh it's it, it's great to talk about mental health i mean it's it's my passion and mm-hmm. i really hope that uh, people are more open to the concept and to the idea of mental health and mm-hmm. uh, they reach out and seek support and i think it's mm-hmm. high time that we you know move far from awareness and get into reaching out and seeking support and normalize conversations about you know around mental health i think it's important So thank you for uh, giving me the opportunity to uh, share my experiences on mental health and my ideas on uh, the same and I hope uh, yeah. the listeners can take a few points uh, away from this yeah definitely podcast. my pleasure pleasure thank you thank you so much Asa. thank you